You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Excuse me. Thus as truly a sublime metamorphosis of the lane mile. I think the crowds were expecting to see here at Brody Mountain today. Perhaps you can tell us what. What brought on such an enchanting, accelerating thing? Language lessons. Language lessons. Inspired words from a man who knows how to ski. Right, here we are. Episode 9, I believe now. Yeah, we're up there. We are uh, we're getting ready to to launch this bitch. Clean this pig up, bring it to the fair, let the horse out of the barn. I'm pretty excited about it. Which which, which brings me to a question, Richard. Ready? I'm ready. Um, if you were to compare this podcast to uh, any person, any single person, alive or dead, fictional or non-fictional who would it be if we were the if we were the if this podcast uh, was personified um i'm gonna have to give it to rowdy roddy piper <laughs> okay <laughs> i didn't see that one coming why is that um you know because he was uh i would call rowdy roddy a free spirit that didn't give a fuck about anything what you know what i mean what anybody had to say about him but he was entertaining and you know you understood his character and a lot of people you know would enjoy rowdy's character <laughs> But he stayed rowdy. <laughs> and he would enjoy the drink every once in a while. True. Mm-hmm. All right. We do enjoy a drink as a podcast. Yeah. That was obviously a set of question because I have my own answer. But um, Okay. Uh, I think if we were going to um, compare this podcast to any person, uh, live or dead, fictional or non-fictional, um, it would obviously have to be world-renowned serial killer Jason Voorhees. And this is why. <laughs> this is why. Um. Just a few months ago, me and you were just um, just young children, naked, decomposing at the bottom of a lake, uh-huh. right? You know, just down there, mm-hmm. pretty much dead, not doing much. And then we had an idea. We had an idea. Uh, that idea was uh, maybe we should somehow get out of this lake and do something with ourselves, like go kill teenagers, you know okay. what I mean? So, so about a few months ago, we rose from the lake. And our goal was to kill teenagers, and kill teenagers we did. And um, but we just we were killing teenagers great and everything. Everything was going great. All the camp counselors were getting murdered, and and life was good. But we we didn't really know what was going on with us, so we were just wearing like a sack over our head. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Only like, one eye hole cut out. Yeah, just one eye hole. Uh, we, we just we knew we had the conce- kitchen gloves. We had to conceal our identity, but we really didn't have the identity. Yet, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for for the last um, uh, eight episodes, we've pretty much been murdering with a sack over our head. Uh-huh. Now today. Today is when we really become Jason Voorhees. We found the mask. When we murder that stupid bitch with the hockey mask and take the hockey mask and put it on her face. And the reason why is I'm proud to present and say that we here at our podcast finally have a name. Yes, we do. And I'm very excited about it. Finally, after all this time of bitching about a name, we have one. And as soon as you texted to me, I knew it was Grand Slam. I knew it. (laughs) Didn't even have to think about it. I saw the words and I was like, man, that describes it all right there, baby. So let me be the first to say, welcome to the Awkward High Five podcast with Devin and Richie. It's a pleasure to be here. Or should it be Richie and Devin? I like Devin and Richie. Really? Yeah. I think Richie and Devin flows a little bit better. but Really? Well, to me, it's always been Devin and Richie, so. Oh, first billing? I, like, I can, get first billing in life? Yeah. Oh, nice. You, you can you can have it. Okay. Um, well, because it, it makes way more sense. Like. <laughs> Okay. It it fits the podcast better. So, I think so. Okay. Fair enough. So welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast with Devin and Richie. Now here's here's we've been asking people names and um we've both been trying to think of names and uh 
and um, trying to like really wrap our head around it and say like, well, you know, we need someone that kind of describes what the podcast is about and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And this, this, I, I, I'm going to have to give a special thank you shout out to our friend yeah. Dave, um, yeah. who I was hanging out with last Friday night and me and him were playing a, uh, a game that you would, you do play at a beer, at beer drinking parties and me and him were on the same team and we were doing good. And uh, we went spirits to spirits were high, spirits were high, and we went to give each other a high five, and it was a very, very mangled situation. <laughs> and uh, he and I had told him earlier, I told everybody earlier that I was looking for a name because they were asking me how the podcast was going, when they're gonna be able to hear it and stuff. And uh, he was like, That's an awkward high five, and he's like, Oh, that's a great name for a podcast. And at first, I was like, oh. I was like, Yeah, I guess that's a that's a good name for a podcast. And then I was like, Holy shit, that is actually a really good name for a podcast, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So um and 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 I think it makes sense because it's it, it, at the basis basics of things this podcast is supposed to be about two friends trying to get back together, kind of dealing with their problems a little bit. I know mm-hmm. we haven't really touched on that in the past few episodes, but that's basically what this uh this is about. It's supposed to be about and um the awkward high five I think is a catchy name, but also it kind of makes sense as in like that that thing where like when you see somebody after a while and you don't know if you need should like high five or like give the this stupid bro hug or <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, it makes perfect sense. And it even even brought up an old story that, you know, I think actually fits that title. Oh yeah, what's it made that? me excited to tell you about it, whether you remember it or not. It always sticks in my mind. Cause is it, it a story from back in the day? Oh, it's way back in the day. Okay. But, you know, it, it was almost, you know, the moment where I realized that, like, we could do anything together. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was real nice. You didn't look into my eyes and Dreamweaver started playing. Maybe you? we did. I don't know. <laughs> but I know we went out for Italian ices afterwards because it was field day. So, wait, set, set this up. What year was it? Oh, geez. I want to say it was uh, either the late 80s or early 90s because we were either in fifth, fourth, or third grade. I want to say we were in fifth grade. So let's go with 1990. Okay. So the year was 1990. Mm -hmm. A bunch of 10-year-old Devin Richies. Two chubby kids with mullets. I was a chubby kid. You were a chubby kid. Oh, dude, I was a little chubby, man. I used to have bologna sandwiches and chocolate milk for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, man. Okay. We kept that baloney on high. I remember, I don't mean to cut in with this story, but I remember one time, okay, that's enough with the dream heart. I remember one time, um, uh, I was always a, a chubby kid growing up, and uh, I went with you and your mom to J&M Apparel because you were trying on like clothes, like new that clothes for, spot. for school. And we were like, yeah, we were probably like the same age, maybe like 11 or 12 or whatever. And um, yeah, I remember I was I'll... probably a little chubby. At the no, but I remember that. I remember um, I was trying on like clothes and you were trying on clothes. And uh, and like I walked out with a pair of jeans on and, and the sales lady was like, it was like, yeah, those look good. And then you walked out with a pair of jeans on and she was like, yeah. She was like, you have that type of body where anything looks good. And <laughs> I remember this at like 12 years old and me being like, God damn it. Really? How old is this woman? Uh, she was, I'm going to guess 57. I have no idea. Yeah. No, no. Damn, I should have hit that. You should have at 12. All yeah. right. So sorry. Go ahead. And tell I, I must have been trying on some Cavariccis or Bojos at that time. Oh, they were definitely Cavariccis Definitely Cavariccis. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know if there is definitely a double belt involved. Yeah, probably. And a, and a pinch cuff. And I got to give love out to my mom you know rest in peace for that one because we were incredibly poor but i wanted those cavariccis so bad that i think she took out a second mortgage on our house <laughs> just to give me a pair of cavariccis so i could pinch cuff them why did we why i don't kids from the 90s the early well the uh i guess late 80s early 90s yeah, at our age so awkward. if you miss this if you're older or younger there was a there was a specific pocket where these these were they Italian? I guess these yeah. Italian Zeke designer pants just became popular out of nowhere. I don't know who started wearing them. I, I don't know if it was fucking AC Slater from Saved by the Bell or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was more of a bojo guy. Uh, whatever it was, but, but I think it came from like the Vanilla Ice generation. You know, I never saw Vanilla Ice Rock and Z Cavaliers. Yeah, I don't. Know, I guess he always had that look though, and it only lasted for like three months. Yeah, times, you know, and times. and then it was like gone. But everyone had their like, and they were like hundred and fifty bucks, and everyone had their fucking pinch cuffs. So whoever Z Cavaricci was was probably the happiest man on the like. <laughs> he was like probably just looking at his like sales one day, like what the. F- fuck like <laughs> this this uh area in new jersey i don't even know if it was around the world or anything i had that's definitely an east coast thing you know because i would say west coast was more zubaz and like <laughs> because of the wrestlers you know, yeah they would dress that's like, more florida i think they would dress looking like macho man you know that was like the you know the look probably 
But then skids came in and totally yeah, fucking. Well, skids were awesome. I, I would still rock skids if I could find. They were comfy as hell, at least as a pajama pant. A nice comfy yeah. pajama pant. Those are real comfy. I, I used to love skids. That that whole gen, that whole era of time was just such awkward clothing. Yeah. You know, well, awkward kids with awkward clothing. It's funny because uh, you know, right now in the very present day, those looks are coming back. Z Cavaricci, not Cavaricci's, but the look of pant. Like I've seen kids wearing like, you know, they sag their pants, but they're really tight pants, and it's big and poofy up top. Then it goes down to schmedium, and then <laughs> right around the ankles are really tight. And, like, they let the ankles show. Then they have some type of, like, slip-on or maybe high tops that are really awkward looking. Yeah, the and high tops in the... In the I always thought that um, uh, my fa- my favorite thing is... Uh, this was before the skinny jeans phase. Mm-hmm. But metal kids, right? So, like, metal kids would always wear tight jeans. Yeah, whether yeah. Like, leather pants yeah. or black pants. Like, always white high tops. Where, yeah. Metal kids who wear, who wear all black and then they're wearing the Seinfeld white high tops. Yeah. I always found that to be the funniest Yeah, and it's usually, like, an all white high top with an, a red Nike swoosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like what I, it's like the Andrew WK look, you yeah, know? I guess. I don't know, but it, it looks like it's definitely making a comeback in, in, in a certain way. Like, it's not totally early 90s, but, you know, the pants are looking like it, the shoes are looking like it, and, you know, you know the snapback hats are coming back. Yeah, you know? well, they've been back for a while, and the flannels have been back for yeah, a while. Yeah. yeah. I was rocking flannels for a while. Like uh, I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, I you know I gave, I gave it up once everything started coming back. Like I was I was I wasn't trying to be cool. I was just wearing flannels because I, I was still stuck in the '90s, and then yeah. all of a sudden everyone started wearing flannels. I was like, God damn it! I still like the way they look. I just I don't really. Wear yeah, them. I love the way they look. All right, so I tell your it. story. So my story would be, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone that's been through elementary school remembers field day, where you do like you know the egg on the spoon, you do. Um, what else are you do in field day? The egg on the spoon. You, you do the sack a, race. You bounce on those uh those fucking hippity things. hops. The hippity hops. Yeah, you do a bunch of weird uh you know races and games where the same kids would always get first, second, and third. The fast kids that ran ridiculously fast, and they were always in competition. So of course, yeah, I mean the sports kids, the jockey kids. Yeah. yeah. So of course, one of the uh, events would be the three-legged race. So when you sign up for the events, you're in classroom, and everybody, would be, oh, we're this team, we're that team. So the three-legged race came up, and me and Dev look at each other like, let's do the three-legged race, you know? We're probably going <laughs> to fall. We're probably going to make fools of ourselves, you know, and the jocks are going to fly through the race. But let's do the three-legged race. So we set up for the three-legged race. All, like, the biggest jocks are team members. They're getting strapped up, you know, talking <laughs> shit to each other. Like, I'm three-legged racing you out, baby. So we're just sitting there laughing our asses off because, like, you combine me and Dev, you get one athletic bone. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> true. So the race starts, and we fucking blow everybody out of the water. We must have won that race by, like, you know, two field lengths. Uh, they must have just stepped off the starting line, and we flew through the field <laughs> and got first place in the three-legged race. And these kids were crying. They were talking so much shit. They were, of course, they were, thought they were going to like leave us in the dust, but we fucking, we were in total rhythmic sync, blew <laughs> everybody out the water, and got first place in three-legged race. And I think that says a lot. Because it's not just a foot race. It's not just an egg on a spoon. It's two people tied together. (laughs) Actually making one leg become one. Yeah, so you have three legs total. And it just (laughs) defines the, the rhythmic, you know, ability of us each. And the combination being that we could three legged race with each other, not make any plans or any, you know, team strategy on how we're going to do this we, d- we didn't draw any plans or anything yeah. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering this i remember i remember, oh, I remember it, but, yeah. one two three I, like that was the signal to me saying damn you know we got a lot of uh you know we got a lot of connection here that we could pretty much do anything because if two unathletic boobs with mullets and all we did was listen to music play video games and didn't give a shit about sports can step up to the line at the three-legged race and blow away the biggest jocks in our school by field lengths i think that says a lot about the uh you know the chemistry and the camaraderie about two men tying their legs together (laughs) 
<laughs> well, two ten-year-olds at that time, right? That uh, 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 some weird uh, gym teacher man probably tied her legs together mm-hmm. and, and enjoyed it or something. We didn't even say which leg we were starting with. It was just no. like the whistle blew and we were out. We just did it and we crushed them. Just destroyed. Mm-hmm. I, I picture us like uh, flopping through the um, the finish line, like the tape, like arms in the air, all slow mo <laughs> yeah. style. I wish that happened. I also was picturing us planning beforehand, like Napoleon style, with like a map and like a pointer <laughs> and stuff. But I guess we didn't do that. Operation Water Slide. So from 1990, the three-legged race to right now, October 21st. Oh, that's another thing I want to talk about. Remind me of that. Um, 2015. Uh, we've we're winning. We're, we've won three-legged races. Now we won the naming our podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, so we are now the awkward high five. And uh, I also um, so. From now on, I was waiting to do this until we had a name. Um, now we have a phone number you could call. Um, it's not a live show, obviously. We tape it. But uh, the phone number uh, you could call in at any time and leave a message if it's something you want to talk about, if you want to uh, harass us or, or tell us how much you don't like us or any, any, anything, anything. You wanna, anything you want to do. If you just want to just talk for a little bit, um, you could call this phone number. So it's 607 319 a high five, so A H I five or six zero seven three one nine two four four five, and I'll, I'll repeat that a million times each episode mm-hmm. so everyone could get it. And we also um, now have an email address. It's the awkward awkward high five podcast at gmail dot com. Um, there's no the there, just awkward high five podcast yeah. at gmail dot com. And uh, same thing there. You could email us whatever the hell you want to do. If you if you want to email us and ask questions, if you, you have a topic you want us to talk about, if you know us and you remember shit or whatever it is, just yeah. email and, us. There. And when we do uh, record, we record it's uh, Wednesday nights and Friday nights. We do it yeah. from about 7.30 to 9.30 or 8 to 10. So if you want to email us during those hours or leave a message during those hours and leave us your number, we could call you back while we're recording and get you on the show. Maybe we'll have a little discussion. We'll play our, our phone call, you know, on speakerphone through the mics. And we could talk about whatever you want. That you is know? very we true. Can, you know, rip on each other. We'll just have a few laughs. <laughs> I... um. Uh, we I, we did get a message. We did. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna play it because it's audibly it's not very good, and uh, and I mean it just says suck a bag of dicks. That's all it says. That's it. That's it. But but it was nice. It was a nice first message to have. I was very excited when I saw it because mm-hmm. I um I announced on Facebook last night these things that we, that we finally have a name, we have a phone number, and a, and a thing, and that was our first message. Um, I don't know who it was. I know it's from um the lovely town of Middletown, New Jersey, where where all the high class heroin addicts are. Yeah, yeah. And uh and um so yeah, we got a for our first suck a bag of dicks uh oh. message, and I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> a whole bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, uh, so I wanted to touch real quick just because I am the, the person that I am and the the love that I have for you, Richard, and this podcast is actually having me sit here at 812 while I know for a fact that five minutes ago, the first pitch was cast Mm -hmm. in what could be the final game of the NLCS. I think it will be the final game. Where my beloved New York Mets sweep the lowly, horrible, Chicago Cubs <laughs> and make their way for the first time in 15 years to the World Series mm-hmm. and I'm very excited and about totally that. And totally proved back to the future too wrong. Oh god, man, that that's what I wanted to talk about yeah, as far as people the, are going buck with that shit. I uh, today is October 21st, 2015. Mm-hmm. The day the day the DeLorean went to the future. The day that I decided that I'm never going to watch Back to the Fucking Future again <laughs> because everybody in the face of the planet has ruined that movie now. Yeah. It's just a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's cute. Today is the day that they were supposed to go to, you know, I, I I get that the Cubs were supposed to win the World Series. Guess what? And they're not going to. They're about to get fucking swept. Mm-hmm. Um I understand that, but it's just a fucking movie. Between Back to the Future and Star Wars, I can't fucking... And these are both franchises that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest Star Wars head. I really like Back to the Future. But the amount... I, I couldn't go on Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram today because the amount of Back to the Future shit. Like, at one point... Here's what I want to know. At what point do you realize that you're... Like, if you're the 4,000th person to make that joke or make that reference 
is it worth making? I mean, you know what I mean? If you if you go on um, Facebook and you see that everybody on your newsfeed has made some sort of reference today being that Back to the Future thing, <laughs> yeah. does, do you really think you're adding anything by fucking throwing another one up there? You know what I mean? At some point, you got to be like, all right, I missed it. You know, yeah. like uh, the amount of shit that was up there. And you know what? I love, you know, all three Back to the Futures, but Back to the Future 2 really wasn't my fave. I kind of dig the whole, you know, the town going to shit because Biff stole all the wealth with his, you know, Gray's Almanac or whatnot. I think that's really cool, you know, how that happens. But at the same time, like, you know, of course you can't touch one because it's Back to the Future. But shit, I kind of like the Old West one. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. I think it kind of fell off there. The only part of that Old West one I like is at the end where that creepy kid points at his dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why? You've never seen that before? No. Nah. Uh, all right, I'll show. I'll show. I can't show it to you right now, but uh, but um, at, you know, at the end where he fucking he meets back up with Doc, and Doc has a wife and two children. Yeah, yeah. He's there with Ted Danson's wife yeah. and fucking and two kids. Yeah. Well, the smallest kid is a little fucking creep show. And if you watch carefully enough, there's a thing on YouTube where they actually slow it down. He he literally he's standing he's while <laughs> while Doc's talking, he's doing this. So what I'm doing is kind of like the come here thing with your hand where you would like he he's he's So he's fluffing himself? He's he's not touching his dick. He's in front of his dick. He's doing like the come like you would do like, like the come MJ here. like a Michael the, Jackson. Yeah, 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 right. Like Michael Jackson. So he's saying mm-hmm. come here and then he takes his finger and just points at his dick. And and the, the, they didn't cut it the, for him. I know they didn't cut this out of the movie either. Like I guess they didn't catch it or they whatever it is. It's it's like the uh, the guy with his dick out in Teen Wolf kind of thing. But yeah, if you watch carefully enough, wait, what? You don't what? You, do you not know any of these things? I, I'm not looking for dicks. I want to know where he takes out his dick. All Even right. though I did spot the dick on Jaded in Chicago and, and uh, when they played Longview and that guy jumped on stage and masturbated. Right. Remember that shit? That was a good dick. I'm pretty sure you're looking for dicks when you watch movies. I was and you missed the dick. The dick. Is, this is well. This is. People might not know about the kid pointing at his dick in Back to the Future, but the the Teen Wolf dick is like common knowledge. When when is the dick? It's at the in the final scene with the basketball thing. The guy, a guy in the bleachers, like everyone, the win in the end. Yeah, yeah, right. And and when uh when everybody gets up and starts cheering, a dude gets up and he has his dick out of his pants. It was <laughs> one of the awesome. extras. It was like his little joke. Yeah, yeah I never yeah. seen that. Yeah. that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I look. I Back to the Future one is an amazing movie. And I see Back to the Future two and three is kind of like the second and third Matrixes, like not right, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I guess Back to the Future two is better. I think Back to the Future three kind of fell off. Yeah, and I was just saying that I wasn't really too big into two because I guess one is just so good, you know. And yeah. Well, either it's way, it's a good concept. There's just a lot of holes in it, you know. But whatever. Either way, it's just a movie, and yeah. and the whole um the whole today is the day thing is it's over with. <laughs> yeah. It's done. It's, please let it lie. Yeah, it'll be over by tomorrow once the Cubs lose. I think people are gonna forget the whole. Uh, well, it'll be over by tomorrow because Mar- Marty had all will have already been in the future for one day since then. Right. Done that are Mets fans. <laughs> yeah, you knew that was gonna happen. And, and look, here's what I want to say. Um. I, I, you know, there, uh, I don't mind it. I understand the whole thing. Like, I, I don't expect people to sit there and be nuts like I am and watch 162 games a year of a team that's horrible or go to every opening day. And, you know, like, I, like, I guess I consider myself what you'd be considered like a diehard fan. And I know a lot of die, and I'm using these quotes again because I actually hate saying that, but a lot of these, for lack of a better word, diehard fans that I do know, guys, you know, that whatever, um, they, uh, you know they're they're uh, let's they're annoyed that that they're what you could call bandwagon hoppers all of a sudden you know yeah, yeah. and there are there's people there's one person specifically um on facebook that uh is he or she um i'm saying that to protect their identity not because i don't know uh was a co-worker of mine and he or she would always when i would talk about the mets always like do the oh god sports ball and like roll their eyes and and, you know and stuff like that you know and now he or she for the past week has been every day posting mets 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 i need mets tickets blah 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 and another thing is i saw on facebook that a bar um a bar that i once went into during the regular season a few years ago when the mets were sucking and uh, asked them if I could have one TV, just one television, that was the rest of which was, uh, you know, at this point, probably college football and like or even preseason football and like just news programs and everything like and that. So there was no other baseball. And, and well, I'm sure they had Yankees games. On, oh, right, you know right. what I mean? And I just asked for one 
TV. I was like, hey, can I put the Mets game on here? And they said no. They told me no. They didn't let me put the Mets game on so that they could have preseason doesn't mean shit football and the Yankees game on and whatever wow. else was on. And now tonight... Now every TV is Mets. Now tonight they are throwing a, a Mets, come watch the Mets wrap mm-hmm. up the NLCS party. Yeah. So things like that. But here's what I want to say. Pouring orange and blue beer. Here's, here's <laughs> what I want to say to all of you people out there that it might find yourself in a new position of rooting for the Mets or caring about the Mets because for the first time in a long time they're in this. I just want to say to everybody... Welcome. Come on in, baby. The more the merrier. <laughs> I do not give a shit. The bandwagon is open. The band is playing Meet the Mets. Greet the Mets. Come on in and meet the Mets. <laughs> um, and uh, in, in, I, yeah, in, in a few years from now, I know you're not going to be there anymore. No. I, I know I'm going to be going back to City Field half empty or, th- or a quarter empty. I'm going to go back to watching Gio Gonzalez one hit the Mets on fucking in the middle of September when there was literally maybe 300 people in the whole stadium. I'm going to go back to that and you guys aren't going to be there. And that's fine. I still love you. Thank you for supporting the Mets. And I welcome all comers to this. Even those Yankee fans that I know that all of a sudden are Mets fans, you're welcome as well. Hey, I'm wearing my Yankee cap today. Yeah, that's that's yeah. blasphemy. I'm wearing I'm, a Mets I'm cap. I'm sorry. Only because I didn't take a shower. No, I understand. That's <laughs> There's a mess. But you know what? The beginning of next season, I know you go like 10, 12 times a year, but next season I want to catch a Mets game with you. You know, not that I really care too much about the Mets, only that I've never been to the new City Field. Oh, City Field's amazing. Yeah, and I really want to experience that. You know what I mean? I haven't been to a Mets game since I was maybe 9, 10 years old at the old Shea. And, uh, you know, I want to experience it. So I definitely want to come to a Mets game next year. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Know, just, just to experience, you know, the new City Field and... Yeah, you'll you know, dig it, man. City, City Field's yeah. amazing, and uh, and, and I mean, I I a heard. ball game is a ball game. Like I'll go, it's, right. I will go to any it's ball game. It's fun to be at a ball game yeah, because it's literally a day in the park. Yeah, like even if you even if you don't care about what's going on on the field, you could still just grab yourself a hot dog or a sausage yeah, sandwich, yeah. a couple beers oh, if it's a nice sausage. If, baby. Yeah, I know oh, that's my main that. thing. Oh, it's God. it's a nice day, and uh, you know it's a nice day out. You just sit back and relax. What you know, like it's. Uh, it's a, a lot of fun. Tom, our friend Tom, who is actually a diehard Mets fan, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's texting me with stuff right now. He doesn't know that I'm not watching the game. So. Oh, what is he letting you know what's going on? Yeah, he oh, always tell does. him to cut that shit out. That's all right. He just said. <laughs> all right, now Palmer's texting. Sorry, we're doing a podcast right now, and I'm looking at text. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, those Mets, they're important to you. So. Yeah. So, uh, Awkward High Five Podcast with mm-hmm. Devin and Richie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the phone number. Um, we're going to have uh, all the social media sites will be up, and our good friend um, and great artist, Mark, is working on a logo for us, which mm-hmm. hopefully... I'm we're, really excited about that. Too. Hopefully, we're going to dig. Mm-hmm. And then, at that point, again, this doesn't really mean much, because if you're listening to this, it's probably all up already, but uh, we're going to... We'll, we'll have the iTunes rocking, we'll have the website going, yeah, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, pretty good. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. And uh, maybe um, after uh, all of this is all set and everything, we'll we'll run a three-legged race again, me and you. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do some shows like out, you know, some, maybe we'll do some, uh, you know, road shows where we could visit some places, have some people join us and, you know. Have a three-legged race. See if, <laughs> see if the old magic's still there. I would like. I was thinking today. I was thinking today that, and I know this is this is like uh, like looking far in advance. But the next time that there's like a, a party going on, like a like a decent sized party or whatever, let's throw one up. Well, we should just we yeah we should just set up there and and have a third mic and just you know what I mean and just broadcast from like the party. I, I would love love to do that. That would be fun, right? And yeah, and I mean that's the thing with the setup is we could pretty much as long as there's a Wi-Fi signal, and even not so much that, but it, but it, as long as there's a Wi-Fi signal, we can we can we can broadcast from that's there. That's a great so idea. I would love to do that. Do it wherever the hell we want. We're gonna be coming up coming up with a lot of ideas for this thing where we're gonna have a lot of fun with it because it's already been fun. We just started doing it, and it's just fun because you know, like we said, the whole premise of this of this podcast was to you know for me and Dev to start hanging out again and. Psh, you know, the whole riding a bike thing. I think it was easier than riding a bike. It was easier than riding a bike off of a big block at Union Ave and falling straight on your face. <laughs> I re-listened to that episode uh, because I, I've been doing a lot of uh, cleaning up of the audio and everything in preparation to finally get these things up. Mm-hmm. And uh, reliving that was... It's it probably still scary. But you know what I mean? With this whole uh, project, you landed that bunny hop, buddy. That never happened. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is a full land, two wheels, success. 
yes, I, I feel like I, I yes, this is retribution for my for mm. my missed uh, bunny hop um, destroying my skull. Even if there's fra- a fractures. few listeners, you know what I mean. Hopefully, one day everybody you know catches on, and all of our friends would love to take a listen. But even if a few people do, it's fun to share this stuff with other people. I have a really good time talking about it. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't think me, me and you have done a lot of creative things together, um, and uh, things that fall into that territory right and i don't i i know i think i could say for myself that I, there's not one of them that i've ever done for money or popularity or anything like right. that like just if fun. those things come that's cool like if, if yeah. people listen to this and they like it then awesome you know i mean i'd love to grow a community around this um of course. but uh but i'm really doing this for the most part just to to one start hanging out with you again yeah it's been and, great i'm loving it and two, like to to, to like and i do want we do need to get back to our shits at some point you know what i mean like because yeah. there are things that we we do need to discuss and i what i think i'm more now uh, at first, I was kind of, if you listen to those first couple episodes, I was kind of like pushing that fact, like, all right, this is the theme of this podcast and, mm-hmm. and we're going to we're gonna do this and, and, and everything like that. And I still have those desires there. I still want to touch on those things and talk about and those we things. Will. And right. we will. Right. But now I think I've, I've relinquished more to letting that uh, occur naturally. Because I feel it is. Then it, w- then it really is like, okay, it. well, this show, let's talk about this and this show, let's talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. So Yeah. And, and I feel like... Whether we're talking about things we've done together throughout life and, you know, why there is such a close connection between us and why we were best friends. I think that comes clear throughout the podcast, no matter what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, you know, I also I also want to talk about uh, and like maybe if we do build a little bit more of a community, um, it, it might be easier but I, I also I think that because of what's going on with me and you, like you have your thing, you have certain things going on in your life that, and I have certain things going on in my life that I think that uh, negative things, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on how you look at it. Right. But um, but these are things that other people can relate to. And yeah. and, I, and 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 those things will come up, right? And I, but I also, but that's the kind of thing is I, I kind of want this to be a place for people that if maybe you they're know going through the same, maybe thing, if they're they going through relate. the same shit, they could, mm-hmm. yeah, they, we could absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And being in the time and history where we are in our where we live in this world and, and you know the state we live in, I'm sure there's plenty of people that can understand with some things that I have to talk about in the near future, and you know the things that you talk about. I'm sure many, many people can relate to too. So, well, that's it's all what, it's all universal stuff, you know. Right, what I mean? right. Well, okay. So, can I just uh, I'm just can I just brush on what we're talking about yes, here? Yes. Okay. So, uh, I think your main thing. Well, I mean, what, what, you could. What's your main thing? Well, my main thing would be addiction. Okay, right. Uh, so, your main thing would be addiction, drug addiction. Not so much alcohol anymore, but you know that's considered an addiction as well. But You've you've struggled uh, you've struggled mightily the past half a decade with drug addiction. Yes. and and is it fair to say that you're still struggling a little bit with um, drug addiction? Not so much struggling. I mean, I guess you could call it a constant struggle, you know, because it's always on my mind. But I think you know, if you want to compare my life today to my life in the early two tens, I feel like I've improved maybe sixty seventy percent. Okay, so you know, you're digging yourself out of that hole. Yeah, I'm digging myself out of that hole. And, you know, the, the point I'm at right now, it's not interfering with my life whatsoever. I'm, you know, we do the podcast. I love it. I'll never let, you know, drugs interfere with it. I never let drugs interfere with my work. I right. never let drugs interfere with my relationships. It's just something that I do. Right. You know, so, yeah, for so, myself. Right. And, you know, it, it's always going to be a struggle, whether I get completely clean, 100%, you know, squeaky. It's always going to be a struggle because, as any addict knows, you wake up thinking about it. You go to bed thinking about it. Whether you're clean or not, whether you've been clean for two months or ten years, it is a struggle for the rest of your life. Right. And and that's the thing, and that's kind of what I, I do I want to incorporate into this because I want this to be a place where you can talk freely about that. You yeah, know, you know what I mean. And I will. And if I you're will. if and if you're having problems or or let's say somebody um let's say somebody calls in or sends an email and says, hey, like you know, um you know, and I, I don't think it's going to get to that point right away, but who knows, you know. But if there is anybody out there who is struggling with addiction and you feel and you need you you would like to talk to somebody who is also struggling with addiction mm-hmm. and has struggled with addiction, I want this to be the place that you could do that. You know what I mean? Um, right. And and on my side of things, you know, I uh, I I'm not I I don't struggle with addiction. I I don't do drugs. Um, 
but uh i mean besides alcohol and, and marijuana every once in a while um but you know i'm i'm in a in a in a total what you consider valley of life right now in the in the way that I, you know, I was, I had a, a a job and I've referenced this before, but you know, I had a job and I was engaged and I, and I had an apartment and I was doing the regular life thing, you know, that, you know, on my way to being married and, and probably buying a house and probably having children and everything. And within, I don't know, three months time, all of that fell apart. Right. And I, before I could even, before I could even blink, I found myself, um, you know, on, on the verge of uh, turning 35 years old staying at my parents' house in the suburbs without my fiance, without my, fired from my job, uh, you know, um, uh, well, not fired, but, but le- you know, let go from my job. Yeah, and, you, you wanted a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. And all, and all those things. And, and I'm, I'm struggling through that right now. You know, like I, like, uh, like this is great. Um, I look forward to doing this podcast every twice a week. It's, it's probably my favorite times of the week. Um, but, when that's not going on, you know, I am going through a lot of of, of personal shit. Of I, you know, it's a mental struggle. It's right. I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay positive about it. Right. But I am searching for for jobs. I mean, I would love like for any of my creative pursuits to make anything but a mm-hmm. little tiny bit of money. But that's not happening right now. So I am searching for jobs, but I'm not willing to take jobs that I don't like. Which and therefore is now I'm living off my savings and I'm still staying at my parents' house when I when I'm when I'm single and I want to be independent. And all these things that I think people go through, and I, you know, and I know people go through. You know of what course. I mean? So, so I am basically what I'm saying here um, to anybody listening to this is that me and you, as long as these mics are open and we're talking through these mics, I, I'm I and I'm going to say for myself, and I hope you agree mm-hmm. that that we're we're open books. I am I absolutely. am I am absolutely. I am totally 100 percent willing to talk about any aspect of my life, mm-hmm. um, anything that comes up. Be totally completely honest about it. Uh, any high, any crushing low, anything, and I, I just want anybody who who might listen to this, who you know might feel uh, a kinship to us right. and might want to contribute to the show, to feel free to to also to do that. You know what I mean? Like I want every you know me and you are me and you are 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 you know we're like the we're outsider dudes in life. You know what I mean? Like uh, um, you know, uh, and so we've always got along better with the, with the freaks and the and the. And the well, I, I don't want to use the word nerd anymore because that's totally done. People calling themselves nerds now, <laughs> yeah. like hot chicks call themselves nerds because they watch Star Wars. Yeah, but you know wear, what I mean. You know, they wear thick rim glasses. Yeah, right. And cut short bangs. They're nerds. Yeah, they're nerds all of a sudden. But you know what I mean when I say that. You know, when it comes to those type of people, the the outcasts and everything like that. Um, you know, I th- I just be totally comfortable because that's that's who we are. What are you grabbing a, a bar? A granola bar. I'm starving. <laughs> Okay, now here's the time where Richie's going to fucking eat a granola bar in the air. <laughs> I'm starving. I'm sorry. But yeah, I have no problem being an open book. You know, most of my friends at this point know about my addiction. And, um, you know, they did shut me out for a while, you know, because, you know, not many of them know how to deal with a, with an addict. And I never blame them for it. You know, I'm sure they didn't know how to deal with it. And, you know, one thing that I pride myself on about the whole addiction thing is, as a person, I mean, maybe on the outside of the way I looked, you know, maybe I'd fall asleep at places where I shouldn't be sleeping. But as a person, it never changed me. I've never robbed anybody. I've never beat anyone for money. I've never even borrowed money from someone to get drugs. If I couldn't get my drugs, that's my own damn fault. But there's people out there that'll rob you, they'll beat you, they'll do whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, a dan- especially when you when you get higher up into the the type of drugs. Again, we're not talking about weed or or even coke no, or you well, know. I'll let me be straight out. This is how it happened. Well, why don't you swallow a little bit of that granola bar first? <laughs> I'm If you guys didn't know out there, I'll eat anything. Yes, Rich will eat anything. We went to a party once. And people watched me down about six burgers with potatoes. I was salad. I was telling the story the other day. So uh, uh, let me let me tell this story real quick while you're eating your granola bar. Um, a friend of ours back in the day. Uh, he bought a house. Uh, he used to have, um, you know, whatever it was called. I think he called it Beer Fest. One of these things where hundreds of people come to his house. He'd have all these games set up. So the plan, the thing was, you have to you have to make teams of four, and then you would do like a beer Olympics thing where you'd have to, play, you know, you've seen it in movies and shit and whatever. A bunch of dopey kids um, getting drunk all day, but like with a, a sports theme to it, you know. And uh, everybody there formed teams and uh, and were playing and everything like that. And you showed up solo without a team, 
Um, and instead of trying to drink any beer or playing any games or anything like that, you just sat near the barbecue grill and literally ate seven hamburgers. Yeah, I, I re- thought it was called Food Fest, and someone <laughs> said it was Beer Fest. I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> and I, I remember walking up to you. And you and and, and um, most people don't know what you look like, but you're you're a fairly tiny guy, you know what I mean? Wow. Kind of short, uh, thin framed fella. And um, yeah, I remember walking up to you. But I will eat you under the table, baby. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I remember walking up to you at one point and being like, "Rich, how many uh, hamburgers is that?" And you're like, "I think this is seven. And then you like open it up and you had, um, I think it was coleslaw on it. It was a uh, potato salad. Oh, potato salad. And you're like, I like it because of the potato salad. <laughs> and you're just shoving this seven burger, like big size burgers too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. All uh, right, yeah. Um, just a, a real quick rundown. Which a lot of people in this area have been through. I mean, I started on the pre- prescription pills that a lot of people call blues. But, you know, I started on those bad boys. And then, you know, whether it be, be price or feeling whatever, you know, I moved on to heroin. So I became a bad heroin addict, mixing it with Xanax. And, you know, it, it, it turned me into a bit of a slob. But, like I said, it never changed my values. It never, it, I never robbed anybody. I never, you know... I, I may have sold one or two things just to get some money up, but I never took it to that level where it made me a complete dirt merchant. If I couldn't get my drugs, I suffered. It was my own damn fault. I never beat anybody for money. I never robbed anybody, but, you know, I did get to that heroin level. And, you know, it's not a place I ever planned on being in my life. It always made me disgusted, but I actually enjoyed it. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, well, okay, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, it's an it's an opiate, and I mean, getting high is an enjoyable thing, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but, uh, and, and I guess that's noble that you've never, you've never, like, robbed or cheated or whatever, mm-hmm. which is, it, which you cannot say for about 98% of other drug addicts, right, you know, exactly. I, I, I mean, honestly, everybody, and I'm taking you at your word for this, you know, like, I, you know, obviously, there's no proof whether you did or not. Well, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, and that's I, why I'm saying, I'm, I'm willing to take you at your mm-hmm. word, you know. Um, although to be honest and, and, uh, and I'm not putting this on you, but you know, uh, heroin addicts are probably the least, uh, trustworthy people. Of course, face of course. you know, I have, I've dealt with all types, you know, and none of them were ever actually, I mean, we, people. we had a, uh, um, we had, uh, an old a member, I'm not even gonna say what instrument he played, but an old member of our band that was, uh, was a heroin addict. And this is way before you started dabbling. And, um, it, it, you know, sometimes it, it was, it was a night and, and the weird thing is like w- with most, uh, addicts that I find this with most addicts is personality wise, he was one of the funniest fucking human beings on the face of the earth. You know what I mean? Like so fun to hang out with. Oh, you know, always a good time and everything like that. But then that could turn on a dime and, Absolutely. and he could, and he could just be, you know, I remember one day we, uh, we had, we were playing a show. I think it was a pretty big show. And he just showed up and uh, and like got his gear, his amplifier and his his instrument and everything like that and started walking out instead of practicing. And we we're like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I got to sell this. I, I got to sell this. And he wasn't giving us. A- really? Yeah. You don't I, remember that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck, dude? We got a show tomorrow night. We're supposed to practice. Tonight. And he's, he was like giving us roundabout, you know, like, you know, quite, uh, answers like, well, blah, 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 blah. And he fucking t- went the day before the show came, got his amplifier and his and his guitar and uh and fucking sold it for dope you know what i mean and it was like and we were all crushed you know like we were just like what the you know that was really tough for us to deal with yeah yeah that and and so and and that has been my experience with that kind of thing and to be honest with you i mean that is uh one of the reasons me and you have have talked over the years um uh, I, rem- I remember specifically us a few years ago um, having a, a pretty like serious conversation over the phone about you getting clean and right, right. me being worried about yeah, you. Yeah, I tried a bunch, you know, and, and, me, and, and me being worried about you and everything like that. But there was a point in time where I and I kind of, um, I, and I I'm not I'm never going to say that I gave up on you because I didn't. But but uh, I and, and this also granted was uh, when my life started falling apart. So I was kind of like. I was like, man, I, you know, I can't focus on anything else but this. But I, I did kind of like, uh, you know, like kind of relinquish to the fact of like, fuck, like I might get a phone call one day that this dude's dead. You know what I mean? And like, and like, kind of, I'm never gonna say that I made peace with that. But it was also one of those things where it was like, all right, you know, like I did try. You know what I mean? Like the only thing that I didn't do um was uh, throw any sort of money at it because i didn't have any money you know what i mean well, so what money can you throw i don't know you know yeah. like i you know no, it's not it's not 
Well, like, you know, like the type of thing where you could just like go grab you by the neck and throw you in, in, a, in a private rehab or something like that. You know, like. Well, I did go to rehab. I know. but Which I'm just... I don't think is the answer for most people. Right. What I've noticed through my experience that uh, the best things that if you're a struggling addict and you don't and you just can't, you know, you don't get to your boiling point where you're like, fuck it. I want to change my life and I'm just going to do it. And you white knuckle it. I noticed the most success comes from people who find God. Right, and That's a, you know we we do have one friend that did that. We do. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know who it is, but I, I'm sure it worked because I noticed that it works for a lot of people. And also the meetings thing, which I don't I don't get how that works because when I go to meetings, all it is is people that are excited to go up to the mic and tell other people how much fucked up shit they've done, right. And pat themselves on the back about it, right? Which is what I've heard about meetings. That it, is it's what like, it is. and and everybody's doing like the. Back in my day, we did real coke, like that yeah, kind of yeah, thing, yeah. you know what I mean, instead, yeah. instead of like... I went to a meeting once, and uh, you know, I pull up into my parking space, and I look over, and there's a dude shooting heroin in his car. And then he goes into the meeting and tells everybody that he's clean. So it's like, well, what, what am I doing this for? To listen to a bunch of liars and drug addicts telling me that they're clean when they're not. So well, how the hell is this working? You know, so you have to find the peace within yourself. you got to reach your, your moment of clarity where you realize that this is just crap. And all it's doing is sucking all the creativity out of me. It's sucking away the person that I always was, the person I always loved. And all the great experience that I had when I wasn't on drugs can happen again. You know, so right. really you just have to reach that point in your mind where you're fed up with the person you became. And hitting rock bottom sometimes always, always doesn't help. I feel like I have hit rock bottom. And I've taken myself out of rock bottom, and I've done major improvements, but I I never felt that that was a thing that was going to get me clean. Um, Sometimes I feel like the thing that's going to get me clean is if I have a child. Well, that's a dangerous thing. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing to touch on, but I always know that. Because you definitely don't want to bring a child into this world uh, to drug addict parents or parents. Of course, but I just know that if I ever find out that I will have a child, I will never touch a harmful drug again for the rest of my life. But isn't, and, and I'm just asking you this, right. um, isn't that easier said than done, especially when it comes to opiates like heroin and stuff like that? Because you, you there's more, there's a physical addiction to that. Right. So it's right. not like smoking cigarettes, you know, like I like shit. I think cigarettes are harder than heroin. Well, okay. Well, my, my, just a, a little background. Uh, my only experience that I had that I've ever quit something that I was truly addicted to. There was drugs that I've done when I was younger that I stopped doing, mm-hmm. but I can honestly say that I was never addicted to any of those drugs. Right, they were right. just, I, because when I just use those casually. The thing about narcotics <clears throat> is that if you, no matter the quantity that you take, you know, l- let's use heroin for an example. If you do one bag of heroin every day for months, right. you're going to be a full-blown addict that gets sick and struggles and needs to, you know, scrape up $10 just to get well. Just to get even, right? Exactly. Right. If Which you, I think is pretty common knowledge. If you do a shitload of heroin, that would kill somebody for three, four days and just take a day or two off and then do it again, there is no physical withdrawal. You may feel shitty for a day, but that's about it, which is really odd because by you doing just a smidge, but you do it consecutively without a break, you become more addicted to that heroin. Well, right, because your body gets becomes adapted, you know, and I think that happens to, to any any drug, you mm-hmm. know, besides maybe, you know, weed. I mean, So as long as you take your breaks, you know what I mean? Then I don't think. So wait, are you giving people directions on how to use drugs now? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying about how how addiction takes place, and you know, if if you're wondering how to get clean, and you know, why why you know, if you do such a little amount of drugs, why is it so tough to get clean? It's because of the con- you know, the it being more consecutive than it is on how much you take. Because right. there's a lot of people. Oh, I do one bag. I do two bags. How come I'm addicted to this shit? Because you do it every day. Right, right. If you do a hundred bags for two days of the week, you will not become an addict. Well, then you'll also probably be dead. So you you'll be dead. But, but I, you know what I mean. The, the more, yeah. it, it's not about the, the uh, you know, the quantity. It's about the consecutiveness. Right. Well, okay, but so um I mean, but you you're still like you're not clean. No. Right. You're right. So no. so so number one, so I I don't know if you should really be giving advice about how to get clean. I just have been through it all. So okay. I just know what it what well, what it takes and I know, you know, different routes and I just know what right. what is, you know, a, a good way to go about things and a bad way to go about things and you know things that confuse people about drugs and you know answers that they look for that they can't find 
Right. And, you know, that's also an, another, you know, re- reason why I'm here. You know, if you want to talk about it, if you got questions, call up. You know what I mean? I've been an act for 10 years and there's really not much I haven't been through. So if there's anything right. you want to talk about, you know what I mean? I'll be totally honest with you and I'll talk about anything you want to. Well, that's good. And I'm glad that you're, you're, you're willing to do that because that is part, that is what one of the things that I wanted to accomplish in this podcast is, is that. And I think maybe, you know, because it's, it's, it's transparent that I'm trying to, to help you through this. I'm worried about you. You're mm-hmm. one of my best friends. I don't want you to be a drug addict on any level. Um, I, the fact that you're doing better now than you, you have been is, is good news and it's promising. But, you know, I still worry about you all the time. And I know the people that, that, that you know, your family members and, and your friends worry about you all the time. And I'm not trying to, to, to make this like uh, bring this podcast down or no, anything. I, I understand but I'm just ta- I'm talking honestly about mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, what was my point? But but yeah. So um, but this is an ongoing thing. You know what I mean? Right. And what I wanted to say about uh, about like. I've like like I said um, with the cigarettes. The only thing that I've ever quit was cigarettes, and I was addicted to cigarettes. I smoked at least a pack a day. Oh, you loved your butts on on, uh, on um on on the weekends. I smoked two packs a day. You know what I mean? Like uh, if I you know whatever anywhere between one or two packs a day, I fucking smoke cigarettes for fifteen years. I smoked cigarettes. Um, and one day, uh, when uh when I was twenty seven years old, I was just about to turn twenty eight years old. I just stopped smoking you cigarettes. Just stop, man! And I, never, I, and I've never very ever, impressive. I've never ever smoked one again. Now, but um, pe- so what was the thing? What what was the you know the motivation to say you know what it's fucking gross? I'm done. Well, there was no motivation. That's the craziest thing. And this is what I tell people. And I don't like to preach about this because honestly, I don't dislike cigarettes. I I I, I cigarettes don't bother. I'm not one of those people. It's like oh, get that cigarette away from me. You shouldn't right. be smoking cigarettes. Whatever, right. you know. Um, I, I just, I, I, my situation was I was at work, I was outside enjoying a cigarette with one of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he was telling me about how he was sick of smoking cigarettes and he wanted to quit smoking cigarettes. And I even said to him, I said, uh, well, you know, um, I still enjoy cigarettes and, and I do know that I'm not going to be a cigarette smoker for the rest of my life. Because that's not something I want to do. But however, right now in my late twenties, I'm still young. Um, you know, I enjoy cigarettes, and I'm not even going to try to quit until I know that I want to quit. And then we finished our cigarettes. We went back inside. I went into my office. I was doing some work, and I looked down at my cigarette pack, and I and for just something just snapped in my head. I looked at my cigarette pack, and I said, that's "Excellent." And I just said, "You know what? I'm never going to smoke one of these again." I think I had like eleven cigarettes left in the pack. I gave them to a girl who smoked the same cigarettes. And and do you remember the night after that? So that was a Thursday. Do you remember the night after that? You uh, actually, you actually had a big part of this because I I I'm going to be honest, and I'm not saying this to to be like uh, oh like I'm I'm fucking great or anything like that. But I had a surprisingly easy time quitting cigarettes after smoking for fifteen years. And uh, the one of the only hard times that I had was the night right after I quit. So I quit on a Thursday. When you played that show with that band? No, 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 no. That was uh, way, okay. way, way, okay. way later. Because yeah. I remember you saying we finished the show, and I said, and you said something's missing. Yeah, right. Like, well, that that's a whole that's but... a whole nother thing. Yeah. 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 Um, no, this was uh, we went to the bar. We went we went to a, a bar the next night. I don't know okay. if you remember that or not. Not yet. And I was kind of I was kind of white knuckling in it there because. And not only had I just quit, it's not only had I, like, it's not even been a full 24, 24 hours since I had not smoked. Well, it probably had, but a little over 24 hours since I'd smoked a cigarette. So I'm probably going through whatever physical withdrawals there are. But then now we're, we're actually drinking alcohol, which anybody yeah. who smokes cigarettes and drinks knows yeah. that even it's, people it's, that don't smoke cigarettes, that's fucking peanut butter and jelly yeah. time right yeah. there. I mean, there's no, it, it, nothing goes better in this world than a beer and a cigarette. Absolutely. Just even saying it right now makes me want to start smoking again. And uh, and um, I was kind of freaking out, and I and I was uh, and I was saying like I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And you said to me, and I don't know. I mean, uh, you definitely helped. I don't know if this is the right way to help, and I don't know if I'm giving uh, advice to anybody else out there. I don't know if you should take this or not, but it worked for me. Is you said every time you want to smoke a cigarette, let's just take a shot. And I said okay, <laughs> and 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 I think we ended up taking like ten or twelve shots that night because hey. because and and I don't and I don't remember anything, so that's why I'm saying it might not be the best thing in the world. But what I do know is I woke up the next morning and I knew that I hadn't smoked a cigarette. You know, I could tell just from the way my mouth was and I smelt my fingers. Mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't smoke a cigarette, and then also I realized, which is a little secret that everybody out there who smokes and wants to, and who's a smoker and a drinker and wants to quit smoking cigarettes should know, and this might help you is that if you don't smoke cigarettes, 
your hangovers are a thousand times better than they they are when you do smoke cigarettes. Absolutely. It, if it, I, I can't explain to you how much better I felt that morning after taking twelve shots of whiskey and drinking God knows how many fucking beers. I woke up like snapped out of bed and was like ready to fucking yeah. get on with my day. And I realized that that was a part of that was not smoking cigarettes. And then I think at that moment I was like, yeah, I don't fucking need these things. That all these things are doing is killing me. You know That's what I mean? Awesome. And then I stopped smoking cigarettes. That's awesome. But I mean, people say that smoking cigarettes is a uh, is so hard to quit, um, and I've heard people say that it's harder than heroin. I've heard that too, and but it, it kind of is. Kinda I don't. Is. In my experience, I mean, I I I, I can't say that, I can't believe that it would be. I think I think because it's so um, well, it's getting less and less now. But at one point, it was so uh, like acceptable in society that everybody smoked that. You know, where, where heroin's kind of more of a behind a closed door kind of thing, you know, right, unless right. you're those fucking Chinese dudes laying in beds back in the fucking <laughs> the 20s. opium dens. But, um, yeah, and uh, and so, you know, maybe that's the social aspect of it makes it harder because now all of a sudden your friends are still smoking butts and you want to smoke a butt, but you can't or something mm-hmm. like that. But I, 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 I don't know the scientific facts, but... I can almost guarantee you that your body gets more physically dependent on opiates than it does yeah, on, on nicotine and tar. I'm sure the, tar. F- the physical dependency. Like, I have a certain addiction about me that really just doesn't evolve, revolve around the getting high. It doesn't revolve around the body feeling. Like, and I've told you this a million times, even when it comes to weed, I'm I'm a ritual kind of guy. Right. You know what I mean? I do drugs, and I kind of enjoy. The ritual of it, the setting, buying it, having it in my pocket, setting. Like, if I have drugs in my pocket, I almost will feel high just knowing that I have my little buddies with me. Yeah, okay. You know I get I mean? that. You know, and, yeah, yeah, I'm a right. very, like, as you would, you know, as you would put it as the band has said, I don't want to sound corny, but it's a chemical romance that I have. <laughs> it really is. You know what I mean? I'm in love with, I'm in love with, uh, you know, setting them up, getting my tools ready taking them doing them and then the getting high part is like the bonus to me but it's almost like you know it's like something to do and i enjoy the process of it you know i'm not saying that you know if i you know without the process then i wouldn't be addicted because hell yeah i'm physically addicted but that is it's a main thing to me it's it's a big part of it to me and it sounds strange but I'm sure there's people that can relate with that because I'm sure there's a million people out there that right. can relate with that. Right. I can I can relate to that. I've never I've never done heroin. Um, but uh, um, like I I can see how that works with even like with weed. You know, like I'm not the world's biggest weed smoker, but I, I will. Oh, that's one of the biggest. I'll, en- I'll enjoy weed sometimes, and I do. I enjoy like the packing of the bowl or the rolling mm. of the joint. Yeah, and just like some like uh like I have a joint rolled at home right now that I rolled like three weeks ago. I haven't smoked. Oh, it. you didn't smoke that thing yet? No, nah. flower. <laughs> no, nah, the flower pot. I haven't smoked it, but I but I rolled it, and it was like it and like just knowing that that joint's there all ready to go like makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like I probably won't smoke it until our Halloween party, but. But um, yeah, I mean that's it, it, I understand that kind Who's of thing. Halloween party. There's a Halloween party. We don't need to talk about this on the air. Oh, I, I just wanted to know about. <laughs> no, it's not the awkward hand, uh, high five, uh, friggin' um, Halloween party. Sometimes I almost say awkward handshake. And it's, no, 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 that, that doesn't sound right. It's awkward high five. Although maybe next year we will throw an awkward high five Halloween party. I would love to. We could bring the dead prom dates back. Yeah. Into life. Yeah. We uh, did uh, with one of the most fun things that I that I've ever done musically, and, and I mean, we played in front of thousands of people and and traveled around the United States and stuff like that. But one year we decided to throw a uh, a Halloween party, and our band at the time um, dressed up all like dead and everything, and we uh, played the show as the, as a band called the Dead Prom Dates, and there was a whole bunch of people there, and we just covered Halloween songs. It was awesome. It was so. Awesome. I would love to do that again. Yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. So, uh, and Halloween's always a good time because it's Halloween. It's, it, you know, it's yeah. good, good spirit. I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween this year. Me too. Um, I had a few ideas rolling through my head. <laughs> I don't want to share them. And, uh, but, you know, I did have some ideas. I didn't even know there was a party, but I had some ideas rolling. Oh, there's a party. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you're invited. Cool. So maybe I, maybe I'll have to bust my. Cup. Maybe that. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say maybe that could be the party that we we uh, we do a show from, 
But uh, that's not going to work out because if everything goes the way that everybody texting me is telling me that the Mets are Mets are going right now, then the Mets will be playing the World Series that night. And I don't know if I'm, on Halloween. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to navigate being part of a party, watching the World Series, and doing a podcast yeah, at the fine. same time. So we'll mm-hmm. probably just do our regular podcast the day before Halloween. Yeah, or maybe the day after, so we could say how things went. <laughs> well, we share yeah. some stories, probably. Yeah. Well, Richard, yeah. our first official podcast as the Awkward High Five Podcast. Is, I loved it. Uh, yeah. I loved it. Yep. Let me give the phone number one more time. Uh, I will have it memorized sooner or later, but uh, right now I don't. So it's 607-319-AHI5. That's 607-319-AHI5 or 2445 if you just want the numbers. And um, you could email us at A H I five or A H one five A H I five. So A high five A high five. So six zero seven three one nine A high five. If you want to call and leave us a message, um, if we like your message or you, you're especially nasty or something like that, we will play it on the air. Absolutely. And uh, and then if you want to email us, awkward podcast, uh, sorry, awkward high five podcast at gmail dot com. And then sooner or later, probably by even next show, we'll have. The Facebook and the Twitter and all those, all those things. And uh, if you want to talk about something addiction, don't be embarrassed. You don't have to use your name. It's totally anonymous. If you just want to talk about something, I'm always here to guide any, you know, being that I'm still doing drugs, but I'm always here to talk about anything. Well, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting part of it because you're not coming from, you're, st- you're somebody who still needs help. Right. You know what I mean? But also has been through almost a decade of this. So, yeah. you know, that that's the whole thing. I, I don't think it's, it's supposed to be any sort of... Uh, preaching on any sort of level. I would never preach. It's just going to be as open. Any, preach. just try to make it as open as possible for anybody who wants to talk. Absolutely, about it. and that's how it is. Right. So you know, don't be shy. Don't be afraid. It's just me, RTG. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you guys in a few days. Yep. Awkward high five podcast later. I always knew how to treat you, but now I can see you through this cloud of smoke. With breath, wanna smoke you up, even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more bit less, wanna smoke you up. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.